And welcome to the second segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I'm here again with my trusted K9, Woody. How you doing, Woody? Woof. Of course, what Woody and that one wolf asks for you to do is please like, subscribe, share, and rate our podcast. Because as I've often said, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. And I'm going to get into that in a minute as well, too. But before I do, I mentioned on the other segment about an article that I read regarding Michelle and Barack Obama. So they um, here it's from a site called thelastnews.com. It's conservative media. And the headline is Michelle and Barack are tipping their hand and revealing how nervous they are over the election. Now, the article goes on. To, it talks a lot about what Michelle Obama has been saying, tweeting out, if you will. It goes on. It, 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 you know, it's the first sentence to me I, I have a pushback on, but here it is. After Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's disastrous showing at Tuesday night's debate, former First Lady Michelle Obama is stepping in to try and rescue him by telling supporters to ignore how chaotic the debate got. She also told them to resist the urge to tune out, arguing that democratic apathy allows President Donald Trump to win. And this is what she said. If you were tuned off by the president's behavior last night, I feel you. Believe me, I do. But we can't let him win by turning out altogether or tuning out altogether. That's what he wants, Michelle wrote in an Instagram post. So to turn those feelings into action, turn them into votes for my friend at Joe Biden. It's the only way we can get out of this chaos and restore some stability to this country. Now, one is I don't think it was a disastrous showing for Biden, but it speaks to what a couple of people, some pundits, one particularly Dan Bongino, his thesis is that Trump did what he did as part of a strategy, an overall strategy to get the Biden base, because this is a base election, disenfranchised. He got him to devow, or devow, disavow, I'll get that out, disavow the Green New Deal. Uh, he got him to kind of basically downplay Antifa and some other things that he did where twice Trump said, you just lost the left. One time he said you lost, you just lost the left. The other time he said you just lost the radical left. So what he was doing was getting, he was getting Biden to come away from the left because this is a base election. There's no in the middle of the road. Now Biden is a, a 47 year politics politician. So what he knows and being on the left is you play to the middle to win. You play to the left in the primaries and then in the general, you play to the middle. So was this Trump employing that strategy and was it working? Now, I don't know. I think it was a cluster fun park debate. I don't I think Biden came out ahead just because he didn't have any cognitive slip ups. But, you know, if you go and read the debate and you read what was going on or you read what Trump said, I should say, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was worse for Biden. He's the one that called Trump a clown. He's the one that called Trump names. So maybe there's some validity that may not. I still again, I still contend it was a cluster fun park of a debate. Now, Obama, he's been going out and doing a lot of campaigning. Now, what's unprecedented about this is the previous occupant of the White House putting so much in to the election now. And, you know, precedent is previous presidents kind of sat back a little bit. I mean, they endorsed a candidate, but not like this. And especially the, the wife. So does this tell us? Is that the worry? Does this tell us 
that the polling, the internal pollings don't look good for Biden? Is that what this says? Is this a canary in the coal mine? Because, you know, their internal pollings tell them a lot. So I'm curious at this point in time, does this, is this what has the left worried? Are they worried that Biden did alienate his base and that they need to get out the vote? They need to rile up their base to get them out? Are they employing the Obamas to do that? Interesting theory. Very well could be true. I don't put anything past the Democrats, but you've got, I mean, it was a pretty contentious debate and it's a base election. The, the, both parties, both parties need to get their base out. And you look what's happening with Trump right now. I mean, his base is giving him the biggest bear hug you can imagine because of the him coming down with the coronavirus. So does that have the left worried? Food for thought. No doubt about this. Food for thought. So I'm just curious to see. Now, here's another thing is, you know, Biden has been inching up in the elections. Um, Biden has been, you know, he, I, you know, I was reading an article this morning where um, Biden now is leading Hillary Clinton in the national poll uh, at this point in time, same point in time in 2016. Now, I've been saying this often, and I, do, I say this a lot. The, the national polls are worthless because you got to dig into the battleground states. Now, the battleground states, I, you know, I'm, don't have much polling on it right now. You'll have some coming out either later today, this is a Monday, I'm uh, recording this, or Tuesday. And I'm going to go over some numbers on Tuesday. So it's still too early to say the battleground state pollings haven't changed from the last time I, I went over them. So you still have Biden underperforming Clinton in the battleground polling, battleground states. But will that change based on the debate performance? Or will that change based on Trump contracting? coronavirus i don't know we'll know soon but right now kind of hard to say and then you know this coming the virus coming out of china are americans going to start saying whoa wait a minute china just infected our president no i don't like this too much so i don't know this is going to be curious we have 29 days left and the Fatigue is settling in uh, very, very, very harshly. But you've got some signs that things could be turning. Now, one one of the things that I've been watching and telling everybody to watch, too, is the, um, the Senate. Because right now, what has to happen is if, if we don't win back the Senate, um, or if we don't keep the Senate, I'm sorry, Things could get really, really bad. So the idea here is how do we retain the Senate? So there's several um, Senate races that are troublesome, that are worrisome. So if you go to Real Killer Politics, which is the site that I use. And again, I don't have access to internal polling, so I try to read the tea leaves the best I can. Now, Real Clear Politics gives you a map right now of the battle for the Senate. And, you know, they got leaning Dem, likely Dem, leaning GOP, likely GOP. Each side has 46. In the middle, 
are eight toss-up states. Uh, Arizona's McSally, Georgia's Purdue, uh, Iowa's Joni Ernest, Maryland uh, Collins, Sue Collins. Um, in Michigan, it's a Democrat that's on the bubble. That's a toss-up, Peters. And um, um, it's Montana's Danes, North Carolina Tillis, and South Carolina Lindsey Graham. Now, I believe that uh, Purdue is going to win in Georgia. We'll put that over in the Republicans' column. So I don't, I don't think that's a toss-up. So numbers and buzz here in Georgia, it just doesn't look like Purdue's going to lose that seat. But one that is pretty interesting is, is Joni Ernest. Joni Ernest out of Iowa. This, she's a first-time senator. She's up against Teresa Greenfield, and there was a debate over the weekend. And I'm going to play you some audio of this debate. It will not do justice the debate itself it just you know it's the audio that or i'm sorry the video of it that is just absolutely devastating so the in the almost if i can get this queued up because i mean it was uh just you'll hear in the audio if i can find this i'll apologize in advance right now because i had it but there it is and you'll hear in the audio you'll hear uh, Joni Erst just go after Greenfield's record on business and what happened in her business. And it's not so much what Greenfield says because it's her look. I'll put this in my show notes. You got to see this look. It's devastating. She looks like uh, just a deer caught in the headlights. But listen to listen to this and listen for Greenfield's breathing. So here's this Greenfield who has been sued many times for shoddy workmanship, use of inferior materials in her businesses. Um, she's been sued for breach of contract. She is a handpicked candidate from Nancy Pelosi two years ago when she couldn't make it on the ballot because of felony election fraud. She's someone who filed for bankruptcy, sticking it to Iowa businesses to the tune of $29 million. Senator Joni Ernst, you are so dishonest. You can go onto the internet, you can see all of the documents. The documents are there, folks. Why on earth would we take someone that has this record of dishonesty and failed business leadership to the United States Senate? And, And you can just see her face. I mean, her body language, her breathing. You can tell she was just devastated. And then you could also see Ernst knew, knew she had her. And you could see in her body language and her facial expression. So, I mean, the problem with this is you just heard the audio and you can hear uh, Greenfield's breathing in there. And, you know, she's got this, but this look on her face. The video is what's going to do her in. So I'm sure this is making the rounds in their respective state right now like crazy. But uh, if we can get keep that seat red, I think you've got a tide turning here. If that, if, I think right now with 29 days left of the election, I think this is the most important time. Now, here's what's going to happen, and it's already happening. I saw it. Is I, I'm... Over the weekend, I was on my social media platforms uh, browsing like I browse because I, I eat this stuff for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? And the amount of vitriol and pummeling coming from the left of how orange man bad, Republicans are racist and all this was at a fevered pitch that I have not seen yet. 
and it's only going to get worse. I mean, I'll use TikTok as an example. TikTok, I mean, you scroll on TikTok. If you're not familiar with it, it's just 60 second videos at the most. And you just scroll up, you get on that for you page, you just scroll and scroll and scroll. And you, you know, all these videos just pop up. You don't have control of which pops up. You know, what happens is their algorithm starts to dis figure out what you like. I like politics. So they just pop up. I don't get a lot of the dancing videos. I get a lot of the politics, right? And I mean, the amount of leftists out there right now, I mean, the hate, I was going to explain the hate in the other one as far as towards Trump and, you know, is he dead yet? Is he dead yet? But man, they are in your face right now. I mean, it's brutal how in your face the left is uh, attacking the right. Like I saw one, and I can't remember if I mentioned this already, or he had, it was like fire breathing through his nose talking about Trump. I mean, and that's very common. So this is what's happening. So here's, here's how I'm dealing with it. I'm not recommending anybody else do the same thing, but I'm not engaging in their hate. I, I used to, and I, I'm a, I, I, I'm maybe if I got time today, I'll, I'll share one with you that I uh, just engaged with over the weekend. But I am, I'm like, I, I want to, I want to get into the comments and I want to start going at it. I mean, currently I'm shadow banned on TikTok, so I'm not getting as many views. So I'm just like, let me go into these comments and have some fun. So <clears throat> very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director, Kathy Rinkin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you? If you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You you're going to love this workshop. I've decided I'm not going to engage in their hate. I'm going to let their hate fall because this is what happened in the last election in 2016 is the left didn't see it coming. They didn't see Trump winning because they were so engaged in their own hate that they lost sight of what was really happening. And then their hate, all it was doing was pushing people to Trump. And I think the same thing is going to happen now. So here's something else. <clears throat> so I was listening to uh, a show the other day about the big tech um, uh, uh, social giants, right? The Facebooks of the world, the Twitters of the world, even the TikToks of the world. And uh, this expert was talking and how <clears throat> that, you know, you know, you probably heard the stories that if you come out and you say before the election is done, before the, the, the votes are, or the, the win is called from the media, you're supposed to rely on them, right? Uh, that if you start texting or tweeting or not texting but tweeting putting on facebook or whatever that the big tech 
social media giants are going to suppress that. They're going to they're going to move it down so people don't see it because they think it's going to impact the election. Blah blah blah. So they this expert was going on how these social media tech giants are also suppressing conservative speech. So if you have a business, one of the things you want to do is you want to get on the top three pages of Google. So if your business is selling widgets and somebody does a Google search widgets, you want to be on one of the top the first three pages. Now you want to be on the first page. That's where you really want to be. So you do all your SEO search engine optimization to get you on that front page. What this guy was talking about was that if you're a conservative, you, let's say you you have a business and you sell widgets. And those widgets you sell to everybody, not just conservatives, everybody. They're gen general, generic wizards, widgets. But let's say you go over here and you engage in your media, social media platforms on a personal level with, you know, support Trump or support anything on the right. It's going to tie that in and it's going to suppress your business. So I thought about that. <clears throat> so I thought I'd do a test. And as I tell you guys, I'm on TikTok quite a bit. I have a lot of fun on TikTok. I mean, uh, you know, even with the the fatigue that I have with, you know, the the TikToks with all the left and their vitriol, I mean, they're just so angry. It's just like, God, who wants that all the time? But anyway, I decided to do a test. Uh, since I'm currently shadow banned, and what that means is I'm not getting on their For You page. Now, the For You page is where all the action is on TikTok. You got two pages. You got the follower page. You got the For You page. So whoever you follow, if you go on the follower page, it's just going to show the people you follow. So if they follow you and they go on the follow page, you show up on their, their scroll. But it's the For You page where you get viral. That's where you can go. I had one video that went a million views, right? So if you're not on the For You page, you have no chance of getting a million views. Now I'm a TikTok creator. I'm getting paid to be on TikTok. So, you know, if I'm suppressed, I'm not making as much money. Now I got shadow banned because of a video I put out regarding Antifa. I put a video out on a, I think it was September 25th rally that they did. They, they went to a rally that the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys put out that they were going to do this rally. It was fake. And a bunch of Antifa people showed up and they were all riled up. And so instead, since the Proud Boys weren't there from the attack, they attacked the media and they attacked anybody else who they thought were a fascist. And this one guy was in his SUV, black SUV, and I guess they thought he was a fascist and they started attacking his car. They busted out the rear window. You may have seen the video where the dog was aggressive. Well, I posted that on TikTok and I got <clears throat> I had a community violation. And I got shadow banned from that one. So I decided to do a little anecdotal experiment. So over the weekend, I just put out two TikToks. One TikTok, which it was titled Antifa are communists, because they are. Uh, and, you know, I did a little my 60 minute bit. And all my hashtags were my normal hashtags. Hashtag Antifa, hashtag communist, hashtag Biden Democrats, election. You know, I, I did my normal hashtags. Except I didn't put MAGA, which is one of my normal hashtags. And, there, and I'll explain that in a minute. And then I did <clears throat> one where I called it life in the algorithm. And I decided to, since the big tech uh, social giants are going to suppress me, how are they suppressing me? How are they suppressing you? Well, they're following your keywords, your content. Now, um, TikTok is a video, so they can't, you know, there, there's no text coming out of the video. So it's whatever you put in keywords and their big hashtags. So I decided to see what would happen if I put in some keywords that weren't 
right of center, maybe a little left of center. So I did the keywords Democrat 2020, Democrats. And then I put in the keyword justice, peace, love, joy, happiness, fun. And of course, I do keyword FYP and for your page. So the other one, the first one got 138 views, which is nothing. The second one with the peace, love, joy hashtag, 482 views. Still nothing because I'm shadow banned, but still, it's anecdotal. But what if we, what if we messed with their algorithm? Now, let me explain the algorithm. And I'm not technical here. And I know there's a lot of tech people out there that probably do this way better than I can. But let's say you want to sell your widget. And, you know, so you, you, in your description, you'll put a hashtag widget. Then somebody comes along and they look up a search widgets. Well, because you hashtag your widget, it shows it's a keyword. It may show up in the search. That's how social media really does it. Now, regular websites, you want to put keywords in your websites that that get you know that represent your product or your services. So when people do a generic search on your product or services, those keywords drive them to you and you to them. And that's how you get on the first page of Google if you do a really good job at this. The same goes for social media websites. Social media employs hashtags. Instagram was the one that really kind of pioneered this. And you can put up to 30 hashtags in an Instagram post because then if somebody comes in and they're looking for MAGA, then you've hashtag MAGA. That keyword puts you in front of them, them in front of you. Same thing. Same concept is like on a Google search, right? Same thing with social media. So what if? What if we mess with their algorithm? What if we start putting hashtags in like love, peace, justice? I mean, it, anecdotally, right now, I got some data that shows or an anecdotal piece that shows maybe it works. So what if we start because the algorithm is just a it's just a, um, a a code, written code. So it's not a person there looking for the keywords. It's, you know, it's got these bots that go through looking for the keywords. So if you've got a keyword MAGA, keyword Trump, uh oh, the bot recognizes that as, uh oh, oh, oh problem, danger, problem, danger, suppress, suppress, suppress. But if you got keyword love, happiness, joy, the bot goes, oh, that's so nice. Let's, let's, let's lift them up because everybody wants peace, love, and joy. <clears throat> so it's something to think about. Uh, if you're going to try it, um, the email here is thepbopodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Let me know if this if you've seen some anecdotal evidence that this works as well, but what if, what if we mess with their algorithm? See, they're not as smart as they think they are. They think they're very smart because they can write these codes. I could not write these codes. I could learn to write these codes, but I couldn't right now just write these codes. So they think that they're woke. They're, you know, they're above it all. They're elites, blah, blah, blah. And all they're doing is writing these simple algorithms. So what if we figure it out and mess with their algorithm. Life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. So if you're on your social media platforms and you're doing the hashtags to move your posts, tweets, videos, whatever it is, to put them in front of the right people, what if we start doing these hashtags, peace, love, and joy, and all that good stuff, and they start getting in front of a lot of other people? It's worth, it's food for thought. So I'm trying it right now because um, just out of being shadow banned here from TikTok is it, and then listening to that expert talk about how the algorithms and the social tech giants are 
are, are going to suppress you. Well, why would I now put those algorithms? Why would I put those keywords in if all I'm going to be is suppressed? So on your social media, if you're doing these hashtag MAGA Trump and all that kind of stuff, play with it. I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying this may be something that we play with. Like I, I put keywords in just about everything because that's how you manage the internet. Everything is an algorithm. Again, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. So let me talk about the um, the left real quick or the Antifas of the world since I kind of brought that up in that tech talk. I mentioned last week that um, Refuse Fascism was coordinating some events across the country. And I said, watch these events. Watch and see what happens. Watch and see if the, uh, the um, Antifa kids show up. Now, I, I was looking. I did a look this morning. I started doing some search for them. I got to be honest with you. I couldn't find much. I found one in Philadelphia where they set a flag on fire. They, they were from one of these refused fascism um, events. And the Antifa, it looked like the Antifa kids were there, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a whole lot to the story. So I'm like, okay. Now you had over the weekend Trump announcing he's contracted COVID. So the media is like the little cat that is chasing the little light. And the light went over there and the media went over there with them. So I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm going to keep looking because I'm curious to see. I'm still digging into this whole Antifa thing because how are they figuring out how to get to these events? Now, Refuse Fascism announces all these events on their website and they were promoting these things pretty heavily like Cornell West. Professor Cornell West was talking about it. But I also found this, a Twitter account called Pop Mob. It's called Popular Mobilization. Because I'm dig, I'm digging really deep into this and how these kind of. Because here's what Antifa is and is not. Uh, it is not what the left is trying to tell you they are is just an idea. No, 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 no. It's more than an idea. In fact, what when the left say the FBI director Ray didn't call it an call all it was call it an idea. That's a lie. I mean, this is from the National Review. FBI director Ray didn't call Antifa an idea. He called it a movement or ideology. Now, some will say, yeah, E, that's just an idea. No, 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 no. It's more than just an idea. Uh, the left are trying to tell you it's an idea, not an organization. No, there is. Uh, here's what he said in his testimony. We look at Antifa as more of an ideology or a movement than an organization. To be clear, we do have quite a number of properly pre-dictated uh, pre domestic terrorism investigations into violent anarchist extremists, any number of whom self-identify with the Antifa movement. And that's part of their broader group of domestic violent extremists that I'm talking about. But it's just one part of it. We also have the racially motivated violent extremists, the militia types and others. And he goes on, Antifa is a real thing. It's not a group organization. It's a movement or an ideology. Maybe one way of thinking about it is we have quite a number, and I've said this consistently since my first time appearing before this committee, uh, we have any number of properly pre-dictated investigations into what we would describe as violent anarchist extremists. Some of those individuals self-identify with Antifa. So he didn't say it was an, just an idea. No, 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 <clears throat> no, no. And then there's also, as I mentioned before, the Proud Boys put up a fake, a fake uh, event and all the Antifa goons showed up. Okay, so how did they know to do that? Well, one is you got these Twitter accounts like Pop Mob that's telling them what's going on and where to go. You've got refusefascism.org telling them where to go. So yeah, they're they're more organized than the left wants you to believe because if you start believing they're organized, you may want 
to do away with them or actually pay attention. So there's still a lot going on here, ladies and gentlemen. So don't let the left tell you that this is not happening. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I've got I'm, I'm working on a lot of angles with this Antifa stuff. There is still so much out there. So in the meantime, go back to what I was really talking about with the algorithm is you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing with this. I'll let you guys know. I, I think that, uh, I think we can beat the tech tyrants. Uh, I'm, you know, the problem with the tech tyrants is they're big. Facebook is huge. Where else are you going to go to get that kind of audience? Twitter is huge. Where else are you going to go? There are alternatives like parlor, but they're just not as big. TikTok is huge. Where else do you go? I don't think we should abandon these platforms just because they're, they're, they're targeting conservatives. I think we fight back with with better knowledge and better behaviors. So if you're going to suppress me, how are you going to suppress me? You're a tech giant. You're a bot. Wait a minute. You're going to suppress me because of my keywords. So what if I change my keywords? Now what? Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Food for thought. There's so much going on right now. Anyway, um, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. My heart and my thoughts, my prayers are with Donald Trump and his family, as well as all the people that have contracted this uh, in his circle, that uh, I pray that they get through this quickly. And we're going to see this start. Uh, we'll see in the next few days whether his symptoms are good, bad, and different. So it's just going to take a few days to see it. He's in about day four now, day five and six, but five to eight is when you see the symptoms really start taking over patients and really making them sick. So this is the critical time. And so far, we haven't seen that he's been extremely sick. Anyway, thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast. And I'll be kind of a little bit all over the place on this particular day. Had some audio tech problems earlier and had to redo it. So I'm sure I missed some of the things I talked about in the previous one. So apologize about that. Please do like, follow, share, rate uh, our podcast to help us move up in that algorithm. Because the more that we get engaged, the more that you get engaged with us, the more we get engaged with you, the more we move up and more and more people can catch us and hear this voice. And also, please be sure to head on over to our PBL, our website, the PBL, the PBL podcast.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel as we're going to start putting out a lot of videos and start doing more and more stuff on the YouTube. So thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. <laughs>